Welcome to Business Line Podcast and yet another episode of People at Work, our regular podcast on trending workplace issues. Hosted by Kamal Karanth, co-founder of specialist staffing firm Exfino. This episode looks at the new flashpoint in employer-employee relations brought on by mass resignations at tech companies. According to the companies, the big reason for people quitting was the withdrawal of work from home options. Who is really to blame? Joining Kamal is Vivek Jain, Senior Vice President and Head of HR at Kotak Mahindra Bank. Over to them. Hi Vivek, thanks for lending your voice to people at work, the Hindu Business Lines podcast that I host around workplace dynamics. Uh, hi Kamal, good to connect with you on this forum. Thank you for uh, you know being generous with your time and uh, you know Vivek the kind of uh, trigger to this conversation was kind of an extension from a previous podcast where we actually spoke about acceptable conversations at work and as we you know went through that and we had some lively conversations last time around and we look at the conversation today it's primarily emerging from some of the news that we heard in the market where some of the women employees resigned in mass in one of the companies at least that's what we heard and we looked at how the world has moved from what we used to call as war for talent to war with talent you know and just staying with that i want to ask you is it time now to say you know we really moved away from war for talent to war with talent and the case being many things that's happening around us one clear trigger was forcing employees to return to work and like i said people resigning and many other conversations like that where it seems like the enterprises are constantly at war with the talent or our employees or colleagues as it might be what's your take i think uh, war for talent was always there and it will always be there the new dimension that is coming in is the war with talent and uh, kamar i like to bring in the point of uh, newton's laws over here and what the industry did and what went through in the covid times if there is a inertia that builds in uh, it is difficult to break and that is what all change management is all about we had to suddenly force our employees to sit at home and work and it was not acceptable at all at that time also people found it difficult you come to a place like bombay we have a lady who was married had in laws at her house she came walking every day to office you know because she wanted to be in office i had professionals who said we have studied not to work from home we have studied to be in professional environment of the office and they came to office obviously i am saying roles that are specific to the branches obviously they have to come but at that time we were fighting to put them at home that was the inertia today we are fighting to bring them back to office especially when they have migrated to smaller cities living a happy life so i think any time you have that inertia break you are fighting with talent <laughs> uh, the newton laws dimension to that now i just want vivek to drag the argument further would it be fair to say the universal remote working was more a you know desperation employees were drawn into like you said then their own stated needs and it of course allowed us to work safely during the pandemic it allowed employees to reduce real estate costs and still get the benefits of higher revenue as employees work from home the drastic move to mandate employees to come to office as some would call it whether it's hybrid people think that's still forced or you know some of them have mandated five days is it a signal to say a collaboration from work from home is not working or b productivity is not as expected or c in some cases one would say 
to cause attrition and reduce costs in difficult macroeconomic conditions for enterprises. You know, what's your assessment of all these? Work from home was always there uh, in the industry. There are roles that are designed to work from home and you create the whole peripheral infrastructure for them to design, to make them work from home effectively. Also, at the time of hiring, you look at people and individuals who would want to work from home. But what happened during the pandemic is that we were forced to get into uh, working from home and not all roles are designed to work from home. Any role which requires collaboration, you cannot sit at home and work. It will There will be efficiencies problem. For example, if you have, again, an advisor and an advisory team which is wanting to launch a new product or if there's a credit committee which is sitting and discussing, on the Zoom, the body language is very important for humans to interact and create new ideas. So if you're creating new ideas out there, you're launching a new product, you need to sit together and discuss. So roles which are designed to work from home will work very efficiently. Their productivities would be higher and the other way around. I think the media somewhere and the industry somewhere went gaga on the real estate reduction of cost. Uh, I don't think that is reality. It was a requirement at that time. Companies are more than happy to invest back into the real estate uh, and create infrastructures. So I think we somewhere swept too hard on that subject. Savings are hardly any municipal or very small uh, on the whole thing. It was always about the employee. Right from day one, it was always about the employee. Uh, the only point that I'm making the difference over here is that if the role can afford you to be at home, for example, uh, and this is my take, I may be wrong on this, that a coder can sit at home and work, you know, but a supervisor or a managerial person may need to come to office and need to interact and uh, get things going. So I think that is where the difference is what is making. And we have to clearly differentiate before we get into this discussion. Vivek, would you at a high level allude to the fact that productivity or collaboration actually suffered because of remote working? Kamal, that is not correct. Uh, for example, my research analysts who have to think on their own and create a research on the industry, they don't need collaboration. So their productivity obviously enhanced. I'm again emphasizing the point that we cannot have a common brush painted across any role which was designed to be in office. Those people who work from home, they were under stress. Productivities were lower, 100%. I'm just extending that and asking you that, would you agree if I say the employers are at fault for the entitlement culture that we see in certain segments and sectors of employees? I mean, we said work from home. We gave huge hikes, bonuses while hiring or retaining the guys. Mostly, of course, this was in the tech sector and the freebies we gave them during this time, which we also accused them of moonlighting in some cases. And of course, they were true also in many cases. Some of them, and you, you know, alluding to almost like some of the populist governments do, the freebies were a little too many. Of course, it was, uh, we felt was right at that point of time. So now, should, shouldn't should we be blaming employees, you know, for the higher attrition, poor productivity, high wages? Because this is something enterprises created knowingly or unknowingly. I'd like to take a step back and I'll start from the investors, you know. And what we saw actually happening is the investor community, which was, pumping money into sectors they are today and i take care of the private equity space also over here they are questioning today that how is this money being used i think if there is oversupply of money people will spread it if you will question that fact which happened during the COVID times and there is some weakening that happened uh, it is getting tightened obviously employers are there and investors are part of the employer community if you include them uh, then yes if you don't then employers were doing exactly what the, what they had in their hand and they were giving money. Now they have stopped giving money because the money has died up. 
So who is to blame is a difficult question. But yes, what is right for the company, I think the realization of the fact that, for example, if in a branch banking, you have to be in the branch, then you have to be in the branch. If the cost to income ratio, uh, for example, of selling a credit card is breaking even by an individual at a cost of, say, 3 lakh rupees of salary per annum, and if you pay the individual 6 lakhs of salary to that individual, then the, the, the company will make loss. Obviously, it will make loss. Somewhere the compensation and contribution equilibrium that, uh, so as to say, HR people used to talk about, uh, that sense will prevail more. At least the investors are more conscious of the money that they are putting in and the return that they are getting out of it. Sure, Vivek. I think because you brought in the banking industry example a couple of times, I, I want to bring that uh, where we actually started this podcast from. You know, the, like I said, the trigger was many women employees resigning and we also yeah. saw higher attrition that TCS reported, you know, in the latest annual report of when they talked about possibly the return to office is causing uh, the higher attrition among women. And the workforce participation ratio, you know, we know that in the technology industry has been very poor. India, by and large, we have a poor FPR ratio. The banking industry traditionally had a higher ratio of women in the working workforce, right? In yeah, spite yeah. of the best intentions and more work-pay-friendly conditions, why is it difficult for tech companies to retain or hire more women in their workforce? Most importantly, leadership roles. I know you, you know, you also have a tech segment in your bank and you employ a lot of uh, technology professionals too. But in the non-tech segment, the banking industry always got it right. And we have some, you know, very accomplished leaders in the banking industry, you know, in the form of women. What do you think that went right there, which we are unable to replicate in the technology industry? Yeah, if I reflect back, Kamal, uh, the in whole point of inclusion is driven by the customers and the customer base that you're handling out there. So if your customer has a large chunk of females that you're handling and dealing with, so obviously you have a tendency to have more female employees because that is what inclusion, thinking, understanding what their needs are, and then delivering products, designing products based on the requirements of the customer that gets in, which is the limitation in the IT space, as you will accept, uh, agree with me. You know, you finally the employee is not in touch with the end customer. Second thing I think also is the whole demand and supply. And I was looking at some CII data that the skilled worker, while the uh, female to male ratio in the country uh, would be almost equal. But I'm saying that the skilled people in the female, the supply side, there's a huge issue that we have. And there's a lot of work that the industry is doing and the ministry is doing to ensure that the supply, if the supply improves, then obviously the demand will be taken care of uh, by, by the women leaders. So that is, I'm saying from the entry point of view, that if the supply improves, automatically uh, there will be more people available for doing work. Conventionally, again, in the banking space, I believe personally that all work can be done by women. There is no work that women, females cannot do. Uh, whether it is difficult job of collections, we have seen very effective collections going into the uh, rural areas and doing collections. Coming to the leadership point of view, uh, I think uh, uh, organizations are cognizant of that. This is not India phenomena, this is the global phenomena. The dropout ratio in the middle life for women is very high. And if those women who are able to sustain that, they typically tend to rise. They are extremely capable. Those who are scumbled to that, I think they wither out. And that is what brings the leadership pipeline drastically from the middle management and upward. I think the industry is thinking uh, continuously there are efforts to you know, ensure that there's back to office and all those things that for the female employees that we try. The leadership continues to be a challenge, I think, across the globe as far as percentage of women leaders out there. In your own observation, you know, has work from home allowed employees to discover new skills and capabilities 
and uh, hence also move on to completely new fields uh, any anything that you observe so on a lighter note yes uh, how to do netflixing something that they have all learned <laughs> no but on a serious note i think uh, it has been a tough uh, space and uh, the whole training space i think got extremely impacted by this covid and if you look at the coursera data of the launch of the product versus the final completion of the project it is hardly 10% completion rate that you get into our experience also is that when we used to run trainings online a lot of people putting their videos off the involvement levels are less and uh, though it has it again it is dependent upon the course if the course design is such that one can deliver over online then it is good otherwise most of the trainings did not work well so my view is that i have not seen significant change of careers by people uh, unless they are already 45 and plus and uh, are wanting to take an early retirement or there is some impending reason to do so otherwise as a preference i have not seen people changing their careers because of working from home people have picked up skills for sure so that is how but that would have been there even otherwise as well sure i asked that question also because we saw a whole lot of cross industry movements uh, in the hmm. post pandemic recovery that we saw where people changed industries on roles that they possibly wouldn't have got in the past but my suspicion also is vivek because uh, there was a demand supply uh, in equilibrium at the yeah. time and i guess we all ended up hiring uh, people who were possibly 60% fit than possibly uh, 80% fit that otherwise that we would have hired with so that's my suspicion one final question can we call this war with talent as i'm terming it you know this friction the alternate equilibrium and is it prudent for enterprises to embrace it rather than resist it you know there are a lot of things that we are doing now like one of my other chr friends commented that it is india is a employers market he said and uh, because of this we resist many of these things where we are hard and fast on some of the work practices which is not enabling the new workforce to you know integrate with us thereby leading to higher attrition and other frictions which is what i'm calling as war with talent do you think we can live more peacefully by embracing it as employers yeah i think that is correct that this is a constant uh, situation see the free money that was floating in the in the industry is going out today the investors as i said earlier also are more conscious of the investments that they are doing and the return that they are getting the moment those taps tighten and the question is asked in terms of output for that money spent i think the equilibrium starts setting in the fibris that you spoke about earlier they also start going in and so we come back to the earlier and i worked in a factory environment where you are uh, you know pushing uh, the whole system for higher productivity not cajoling too much but creating a balance so i think the uh, war with talent uh, is a subject and i am not on the employers market or employees market i think it uh, somewhere it balances out where right now from the shift of a very high employee based market it becomes equal between the employer and the employee market i would rest my case on that that it will equalize it will balance out uh, between the two finally yeah vivek i think it's a bold statement to make uh, that it is an employers market especially when i look at the tech space where large it services uh, companies are you know experiencing 20% plus attrition so in a way all of these organizations are going through kind of a 40% transition 20% joining and 20% leaving so it would be a bold employer who has to say that i'm in control when 40% of your organization is in transition yeah. right so i guess uh, uh, this war with the uh, talent as we would like to call it or exaggerate it would continue 
I want to take this time to thank you for joining us uh, today, Vivek, for our podcast, uh, you know, what we call as People at Work uh, from Hindu Business Plan. And uh, look forward to keep interacting with you in the future. Thank you for your time. If you liked what you heard, please share the link. Also, check out our site hindubusinessline.com for more such multimedia content.